Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The Ants is ready to celebrate. Show of these fans. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 to the final tonight! You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. My name is Brad Chandler. This is episode number 38. Uh, We will be talking about the All-Star selections, the upcoming All-Star game, Home Run Derby. We are going to shit all over the Yankees. (laughs) Uh, We are going to talk about the Red Sox and the athletic series that just happened. Uh, The good old Don Orsello finally called a Red Sox game for the first time in three years. So we got a lot of stuff to get into. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, first of all, let me go ahead and introduce you to my co-host. First, we have Ryan Brady. How are we doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Brad. How are you? I am doing a lot better than I was a couple days ago, and uh, we'll just not talk about that. And then also with us today, I'm going to let this gentleman introduce himself. He is a brand new member of our podcast crew. Uh, Grant, I don't know how to say your last name, so I'm going to let you just go ahead. <laughs> My name is Grant. Uh, I have been a Red Sox fan uh, for nine years Uh and uh, I'm excited to join everybody. Hope you're all doing well. I'm only 18, so that's half my life. Impressive I was stuff. about to say he's very young, and saying that he's only been a fan for nine years doesn't give him a lot of credit. So that means he yeah. started watching and paying attention to the Red Sox when he was nine years old. And this guy knows a lot of stuff about his Red Sox. Uh, so let's get into this. I want to start off by talking crap about the Yankees, guys. It, it, yeah. There's nothing better then starting off a podcast talking shit about the New York Yankees. Aroldis Chapman blew another game. Now, the thing that like strikes me about this is the fact not only did he blow another game, after he blew the game, they announced him as a, uh, as, as a member of the All-Star team. Like, <laughs> is there nobody better? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that 
seven out of the nine Red Sox relievers uh, deserve a spot over Chapman on that team. But obviously that's not the way uh, all-star teams work. Um, it's a popularity contest. Chapman throws the ball hard. He's going to get that spot. So happens. Better at what, Brad, exactly? Like, I just need a little more, like you said. Well, uh, if we're going to say that he's better at pulling a gun out and waving it in his garage and stuff, he by far is better than anybody in all of baseball. So I'd have to say he's probably the best at that. But when Mm -hmm. it comes Mm -hmm. to pitching and closing out a game and being a a, a reliever in in the American League East, is that really the best – American well, League, the American League has. I, I think when you're looking at closers, you know, you and I have talked before uh, about Chapman. We look for consistency out of out of a closer. Yeah, you said this the last time. And the I got to be honest, episode. but he but he's showing he's continuing here. He is keeping consistent right now. He's blowing saves. You know what you're going to get out of Chapman. You give him the ball, he's going to cough up that that lead, and all you can ask for is consistency out of a closer. So in that in that sense, he's doing his job. He's consistent. Absolutely. I, I don't think that's exactly where they want the consistency, but I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're going with that. Uh, the other thing uh, in, in that game that he blew, which was part of the day-night doubleheader, it was game one versus the Mets. You had Garrett Cole. I believe he went three and a third innings. Strong. And, yeah, very strong uh, for a 300-something million dollar uh, ace that the New York Yankees are paying for seven more years, is it? I think it's yeah. 52. Mm-hmm. So, uh, eternity. You know, yeah, basically for eternity. Yeah. So uh, you got him pitching. He gets knocked around three and a third and he gets booed out. He is also named an all-star. Uh, was, was any of that like an eyebrow raising thing? Like it raises your eyebrow when you heard that Cole and Chapman both were going to be on the, uh, on the all-star team. Right. Uh, Man, I think his overall numbers, I mean, from the the first quarter of the season were just so spectacular. Uh, big shout out to Spider Tech for that one. Um, but the the last the last uh, quarter of this this half has just been absolutely atrocious. But you never know when the player voting happened or when the decisions were made. So it's tough to say. His outings haven't been that bad by league average standards, I'd say, um, but by Garrett Cole, ace standards, they've sucked. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Cole, I can kind of understand a little bit because it's really been, you know, more recent. Uh, Chapman, I think the thing that's tough is you look at Chad Green pitching ball really fucking well. Jonathan Lewisaga mm-hmm. pitching really well. He's not even the top pitcher in, in his own bullpen. Uh, and if Zach Britton was there, I put Britton over him as well. So, I mean, you know, uh, Chapman has not been – good now since really since but attack was uh went away and he just looks just very hittable consistently not even just the fact that he looks very hittable he also looks he's crazy he's like walking batter exactly he can't throw a strike he's throwing he's throwing inside hitting batters he's wide he just he has no control over his pitches anymore and it seems like it has to do with the sticky situation. Now, is it spider attack? I'm not 100% sure. Um, there's also talks about like players using suntan or sunscreen and rosin and stuff like that. So 
Uh, there was an article written earlier this week about uh, Garrett Richards, who um, admitted that he had used sunscreen and uh, rosin uh, to get better grip of his ball. And who knows how many other pitchers were using that? Well, gripping your balls is an important thing to do, uh, Brad. But like, I think when when you're looking at it, though, you don't need to tell me about gripping my balls. <laughs> I, I think when when you're looking at it, though, is there was an article written in the New York Post about a week to ten days ago that talked about that Chapman, if the Yankees decide to sell, would, would really be a, a good a good piece to sell, right? That maybe they could really go out there. Uh, and I mean, w- what he has done to his trade value is you know, and you know, if the Yankees really really fall apart, which it looks like they're there anyway. But in the middle of August, when they're completely just fire sale done, he'll look great. When, when like nothing is on the line, he's just going to blow people away. One, two, three. But he just, he sucks. I'm really glad he's not the Red Sox. Yeah, the the Yankees are really putting themselves in quite the situation. Like all of their big name guys are not playing nearly well enough to trade them away and get anything back. Uh, but they're also not playing well enough to win any games at all. So it's kind of a win win for Red Sox fans here. I'm loving every single bit of this. Uh, I know uh, we've talked about this last episode is that uh, there was a a Yankee fan who was upset with me because I was trolling uh, the Yankees saying that they should keep Aaron Boone and and, uh, Brian Cashman. I think they're doing a fantastic job over there. And they were like, come on, man. You know damn well that if they were on the Red Sox, and I'm like, dude, John Henry could be stupid. Mm. He could be stupid. He's just not that dumb. I, I think two important stats to look at that really, to me, speak really loud volumes of where they're at. The Yankees are eight and nine in starts that that Cole has made this year, right? And uh, they're two and five since Aaron Judge held a closed door players only meeting and said we're going to clean stuff up. They're two and five. That's that's their leader. That's their that's their franchise cornerstone. And I mean. They almost got swept again by their rival. If you got swept by the Red Sox and the Mets within a matter of a week, that's a shitty week, man. For who? I believe Yankee fans. Uh, it's definitely not a shitty week for the Red Sox fans or the Mets fans. Nope, Anybody nope. who's against the Yankees, that is not a shitty week. And we do not give a damn about how shitty of a week Yankee fans are having because we've heard, oh, 27, 27, 27 for how many years? So, I mean, it's been at least 12. Yeah, that's so, right. So, mm-hmm. um, you ever seen the meme, Dead at 27? It's got, like, pictures of, like, Jimi Hendrix, Janis, Cho- <laughs> uh, 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 Janis Joplin, and uh, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, and then it's got the Yankees. It's, that's like, Dead right. at 27. It's fantastic. Uh, oh. All right. So, now let's talk about uh, Garrett Richards. And uh, we'll talk about how his uh, you guys did. You guys read the Athletic? Uh, Jim McCaffrey uh, did an interview with Garrett Richards. I know. I, I, I think I, I sent it to you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. I, I didn't read it, but I I believe a lot of it was uh, kind of sort of a follow up on his post game, trying to talk about how he was reinventing himself as a pitcher. Am I correct in that? Right. So. I know that we have given a lot of shit to uh, Garrett Richards and the way that his press conferences have gone uh, and the fact that he's just basically like so like, I don't know, kind of like a child 
interviewing, I guess you could say. Like you don't know what you're going you're going to get out of him. He doesn't take any responsibility in what he's doing. Um, but then you read this interview that Jen McCaffrey had posted uh, on the Athletic. Excuse me, and it says you know that when he first came up, he was trying to get a grip on the ball and whatnot, and someone else taught him about the sunscreen and rosin. You know, he had said that he had never seen spider tag, this, that, and the other thing. Some part of me wants to believe him. Some part of me is just like, eh, I don't believe you. You know what I mean? Um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was telling me about how the Angels used to make, like, their own spider tag type stuff. Was that yeah. you, Grant? Yeah, yeah. The Angels' old uh, clubhouse assistant basically was concocting this stuff and selling it to players. Uh, Garrett Cole was linked in that. I believe there's like a text conversation between the two of them. Basically like Garrett Cole texted him when he was with the Astros and was like, Hey, coming to town this week. Uh, can I get some, uh, that was more close to spider tech than sunscreen and rosin in that it helped with the movement of pitches, the spin rate, things like that. And what was that? It was uh, Coke and, or Coke being cola, not yeah. cocaine. Co- <laughs> so like boiled down Coca-Cola with a bunch of other jungle juice type concoctions, I believe. I mean, who knows what was actually in it, but yeah. Corey Kluber is, is uh, named as well as, as yeah. a guy that purchased. So it's nice to see that they're, you know, getting, collecting as many as they can on one team. Yeah, I was going to say, who does uh, Kluber play for again? It's a great oh, strategy. It's, by, it's a great strategy about Brian, Brian Cashman. Really cornering the market on, you know, just uh, spider tech merchants is it's it's brilliant, really. If only he had got Richards, right? Yep, smart. Well, you know, whatever. I I, I don't care. Richards, if Richards is reinventing himself and whatnot. I mean, he's throwing that change up now. He's throwing a really slow. Uh, curveball on, yeah. Saturday, on Saturday. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the entire game because I was inebriated and I was uh, I was completely not here. I will mm-hmm. say, um, but I did go ahead and I watched a little bit of, uh, of some highlights and whatnot, and I really, really upset because of the fact that Don Orsillo was the one calling the game. And I have been really high on, uh, really high on uh, listening to Don Orsello, but unfortunately, um, stuff popped up. And what can you do? You know, you cook and you cookies, and you, you know stuff like that. And I can, I could just say that going back and listening to the highlights, and then I, I believe it was a two-hour recap of the game and whatnot. It, uh, Don Orsello, it's just it's just amazing hearing him call a game. I listen to him probably once to twice a week uh, calling a Padres game uh, simply because, like, when the Red Sox game is over, I'm like, well, what other games are on right now? And because the Padres are, you know, three hours behind, they're typically still on by the time a Red Sox game is over. So I'm like, all right, well, I need some uh, good, good night um, soothing voices. And I put Don Orsello on it. I'm just like, Ah, brings me back to my childhood. Um, so the uh, the John Rosillo game. Tell me, guys, was it as good as everybody made it out to be? Well, I've been listening to to Don uh, since two thousand and two was when I first got 
you know, the the major league extra innings package. And he was all I've ever known, right? And I can tell you that to listen to him again, you know, they say you can't go home again. That's fucking bullshit. Because I went home again. It was enjoyable. I have never listened to an extra inning loss, right, where they're up by two runs in the 12th. And I, I went to bed happy that night. You know, not f- completely fulfilled, but I was happy. Listening to Don Orsello calling the game. The only yeah. thing that could have made it better would have been having Jerry Remy, right? Absolutely, 100%. Eric Karros was meh. You know, I mean, you know, I don't really know if he provided – it was really – it was to give Don a break for a second to, to rest the angelic voice. But it was absolutely fantastic to hear Don again and just, you know, to hear that, that chuckle, you know, that, that lighthearted chuckle. Um, I, I missed it a lot. It was really nice. Yeah, and, I mean, so many good plays in that game for him to call as well. Uh, exciting moments. Uh, you had the JD throw that that saved the uh, game for the time being. Um, it, it was just a really good game. Good to hear Don call it. I listened to Don probably three times a week, uh, much like you, Brad. And it's just it's so nice. But you can't beat him calling a Red Sox game. So, you know, in all honesty, if I had never known that he was a he he had called Red Sox games before, I could probably just sit here and listen to a Padres game and be like, wow, this guy's voice is just so soothing. It's like anybody can sit here and say that I got my nose shoved up Don Orsello's ass. I don't give a fuck, man. Don Rosello has probably got one of the best baseball voices. Like, there's a reason why all of Red Sox Nation is just like they're. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. He's going to call a game. I bet you that was probably one of the most viewed uh, Fox games in the Northeast. Yeah, Uh, you know the thing that sucks is you see him too, and to me he looks like he lost lost a a little weight. Uh, he, he's got a nice tan going. Like I saw on Twitter the next day, he caught a night. He caught a shark. Yep. I mean, like Don's life is fucking great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I hate that. I, it's like seeing your ex girlfriend that you, that dumped you. Although he didn't dump us, but like it got separated. But you didn't want it to be over, right? You were still into her like a lot. And now she's looking great. She lost weight. She looks gorgeous. And she had a great kick ass personality. And now you have to look at her with the other guy, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, he I looks have, so happy. And what a I, great city to be in, too. He posted something up about, like, uh, he, he's so happy to be uh, be able to call a game uh, or that two of his best or favorite shortstops are going to the All-Star game. And I, I posted underneath. I was like, yeah, but one of them is the best shortstop. The other one's Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, I also like Bogey, so I, I'm not going to knock either one of them. Uh, obviously, I'm biased towards Bogey because of the fact that he's a Red Sox. Um, Did you see in the highlight at all the uh, the beer cup snake uh, that yes. they created? So yes, like, I did. That harkened me back to you know just the good old days of you know the the pizza throwing incident. Right? This, you know? Is that like the only thing people remember Don from? No, no, that my favorite Don moment is uh, he interviewed the one guy from uh, Seinfeld. I can't remember the character's name from Seinfeld. And uh, the guy is there, he's getting interviewed, and he has his, his, his wife is with him, and he just got married. And Jerry says, Oh, that's your new wife. She still has that new wife smell. And Don and Jerry, for a solid three minutes, there was no dialogue during the game. 
you would hear Don try to kick back over and try to talk and he just would start laughing because he just said she's got that new wife smell and uh mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The only moment that I can think of that might top that is uh, the the boob grab incident where the camera just panned over to the fan and and Jerry goes whoops and uh, the mics cut out and they're just uh, they're just laughing for three minutes. Wait, wait when was this? Uh, it's forever ago. It's on YouTube. It's the greatest clip you'll ever watch. It's good stuff. It, it's it's wholesome. It's just good old fashioned little Americana. That's all it yeah. is. I don't remember uh, my favorite. I, I mean, like obviously, I remember the pizza incident because that's a that's a play that gets played over and over and over and over again. It's great. But I'll tell you what was my least favorite uh, was I believe his last call was in 2015 uh, for Nessa. Is that correct? I think that's when it was. Sounds right. Sure. Yeah. All right. I will tell you that the year that Dave O'Brien started calling the game was probably my worst. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sitting here knocking on Dave O'Brien. Um, he he has some okay calls. He's just I don't know. I was too. I I, I had so many years with Orcello, so it's like you go from Orcello, and it's like going from like. I don't know, uh, a nice fucking porterhouse steak, so like some fucking a uh, golden corral steak. Oh, there you, you go. Know? It's really like going from it's really like going from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, if you think about it. <laughs> Ooh, um, wow. Wow. I'm not I'm not a Patriots fan, so I, I'm I'm not a football person, so yeah. I just know that that's a that's a big wow. Now now so you don't recall, Brad, the one that Grant brought up, the boob grabbing. So let me ask you this. Do you like Don Orsillo? I do like Don Orsillo. Do you like boobs? <laughs> I, I I do like boobs. <laughs> All right. So I think then that clip would serve you well. That's kind yep. of – yep. That's all. <laughs> that's – I'm just trying to put pieces of a puzzle together. That's all. I'm just trying to – that's all I'm all trying right. to do. All right. Let's get off the titties. Uh, we'll go ahead and start talking about the All-Star game. Uh, and the people that have been, been uh, selected to the All-Star game. Uh, were there any snubs for you guys? Uh, in the NL, Scherzer. I mean, what are we doing? He has a 2.1 ERA. Where's he at? Um, in the AL, uh, Red Sox particularly... 
Whitlock, but eh, it's it's a tough field. You can't put everybody on the team. I'm trying to pull up who's on the all-star team. Uh, for me, uh, not to be the dead horse, but, you know, what Danny Santana has done in the past few days to me is only solidified. Uh, Jesus Christ, you know, can you get off Danny Santana's dick for a minute? Jeez. Listen, the guy is amazing. He Listen, not only does he, you know, flub up a ball in center field, but he gets thrown out trying to steal third. <laughs> and, and, you know, that was, that was great. Um, you know, I'm curious. So who – I saw. Uh, was it Cash who's going to be the uh, the manager for the AL, right? Right. It's yeah. the it's the American League and National League World Series uh, managers. But, but then he invites other managers to fill out his staff. I, I think. I believe that is the case. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Yeah, because I saw he he asked uh, Tito to join him. Mm. Well, if he doesn't ask Tito, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Oh, there you All go, right. So, so here we go. For the American League, we have uh, catcher Salvador Perez for the Royals, Vladdy Jr. for the Blue Jays for first base, Marcus Simeon for second base from the Blue Jays, uh, Devers and Bogarts, uh, third base and shortstop, respectively, uh, Mike Trout, who's going to be on the IL, which I don't understand why people voted for him, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Aaron Judge, Shoei Otani is the DH. Your reserves are Mike Zanino from the Rays. First base, uh, Matt Olson. First base, Jared Walsh from the Angels. Jose Altuve from the Astros. Bo Bichette from the Blue Jays for shortstop. Carlos Correa for shortstop. Um, Jose Ramirez, third base for the Indians. Michael Brantley, Astros. Joey Gallo, Rangers. Adolis Garcia from the Rangers. This one right here kind of disappointed me. I think Cedric Mullins should have actually been a starter. I think he will be over Trout because Trout's on the IL. So, you don't think that Brantley's going to end up with that? Um, Cash is the manager. I, I don't think there's really a bias there. I think that probably. I don't know. It's a tough call, but okay. you hope to see Mullins. All right, so you got Nelson Cruz as the DH, JD Martinez as DH as well, the reserve. And it's kind of funny because you have Shoei Otani as a position player and a pitcher. So do we think we'll see him uh, do a two way? Uh, he'll come I, in and pitch? I think I, I read that, yes, you, that you will. I, it's going to be that, tough, though. If he, if he gets deep into the home run derby. And then tries to pitch and hit in the same All Star game. It's it's a tough couple days for Otani there. Yeah, no. that is. That does it's a good thing. Like the, uh, it's good that the Angels are going absolutely nowhere. So right now, I think MLB is going to look to really push the brand a little bit. Something that they don't do well enough, often enough. That uh, I think that they're going to be really optimistic that they can get showcase some talent there. Okay, yeah. so we have uh, you have Shohei Otani. Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn, Shane Bieber, who's on the IL, Carlos Rodon, Kyle Gibson, Nathan Ovaldi, uh, Yossi Kikuchi from the Mariners. Uh, relief pitchers, you have Chapman, uh, Liam Hendricks, uh, Presley, Soto, and Matt Barnes. Uh, do you guys disagree with any of those besides Chapman? Chris no, I mean, That's a good thing. Chris Bass has been a better starting pitcher than Garrett Cole this season, objectively speaking. Yeah. That'd be one. And Yuli Gurriel 
uh, honestly, I know it's, it's tough, you know, first base, but Yuli Gurriel has had a really good year. It's tough to get Astros in there because, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, have, no one else cheats, only the Astros, right? But uh, that guy's right. having a hell of a year too. Right, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Astros a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> so for the National League, we have Buster Posey, catcher for the Giants, first baseman Freddie Freeman for the Braves, Adam Frazier for the Pirates, second base, uh, third base, Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals, Fernando Tatis Jr. for the Padres, shortstop. Uh, outfield is Ronald Acuna Jr., Castellanos, and Jesse Winkers. I'm pretty happy to see Castellanos and Winker uh, being the starters in the outfield uh, for the National League. Uh, reserves, you got JT Riomuto. Um, I think the only person I, I could see him getting beat out by is Buster um, the posy. So Max Muncy, first base, Ozzy Albies, Jake Cronenworth, uh, third base, Chris Bryant, Eduardo Escobar, shortstop, Brandon Crawford, and Trey Turner. Now, this one is actually kind of funny to me uh, because he's not a starter. He's a reserve. Mookie Betts um, for the Dodgers. Brian Reynolds. Kyle Schwarber, who will not be making the game simply because he's on the I.L. I believe it's a quad uh, situation. Tough. Tough to see. He was so, super hot. Right. Juan Soto. Uh, Chris Taylor for the Dodgers. Uh, starting pitcher is going to be Jacob DeGrom, who said that he will not be going to the All-Star game. Uh, Hugh Darvish, Brandon Woodruff, uh Corbin Burns, Kevin Gossman also said that he will not be going or participating. Uh, Trevor Rogers, uh, Herman Marquez, Zach Wheeler, Craig Kimbrell, Mark Melikon, uh, Josh Hader, and Alex Rios. Reyes. Uh, so the National League looks pretty stacked as well. Uh, there are a few people that are not going to um, – participate and I know that Jacob deGrom not participating is going to upset a lot of people simply because he doesn't he doesn't get the eyes that he deserves but he's pitching two days before the all-star game and so yeah. he's, he's slated to pitch on Sunday and I mean they want him to pitch an inning at the all-star game what what happens you know if he goes he pitches that game and he blows his elbow out or something I, I just I don't want that to happen so I'm gonna you know, I, but I mean, he goes there and he tries to. It, the All Star Game really does not mean anything anymore. It, it doesn't mean what it used to mean. Uh, before it used to be like whoever won, they had the home field advantage. Now it's whoever has the best record. Uh, I think you know. I remember back in '99 watching Pedro pitch in the All Star Game and seeing you know Pedro pitch prior to the All Star Game and then what afterwards. He was not the same pitcher. I mean, that guy aired it out in such a way that, and it was. I mean, he struck out McGuire. He struck out Sosa. You know, he. I mean, he went into the guys. He went to the belly of the beast and just struck everybody out, and it was electric. And it's hard to say that you know uh, that didn't impact him. You know, he was just not the same pitcher uh, after that appearance. And you know, honestly, selfishly as a Red Sox fan, I don't want to see Devers in the home run derby. I don't want to see JD because nope. how many players have you seen go out there? And just they mess up their swing, you know, exhaust them. I mean, Pete Alonso is probably a, a recent guy where it didn't negatively impact him, and, and that's great. But uh, you know, I mean, it's great to watch. It, I remember as a kid, loving, loving watching, seeing all those stars was amazing. But it is nerve wracking to see, especially your pitchers, 
to go in there. Um, that's that's a scary thing. Yeah, and the thing with uh, Devers in the home run derby is his game isn't solely based on hitting home runs. Uh, so if he goes into that home run derby, messes his swing up uh, to try to only hit home runs, it comes out of the all-star break hitting 200 and uh, maybe a little bit of a power stroke, but we can't afford that. So I'd rather not see him in it. I, I definitely see where you guys are com- coming from on that. Um, it still sucks that we're not going to see Jacob DeGrom or Kevin Gosman. Um, it's the all-star game, and typically you want to see the best players playing. Um, but with the fact that the all-star game does not mean anything, I can understand why these players are deciding that they're not going to be playing. I mean, a junior said that he's not – Vladimir Jr. said that he is not going to participate in the home run derby. I mean, you think home run derby, you kind of want to see Vladdy hitting – bombs all over the place, especially in Colorado. Especially in course. yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that thin air, he's just going to be hitting, like, I mean, if he hit 102 years ago, he's going to hit, like, 300 here. You know? So... They're all going to be 600 feet. Now, I, I didn't hear, did they announce the entire uh, Home Run Derby roster? Like, who's definitely Three spots in? left. All I know is, I know tra- um, uh, Story, Story, Shoei Otani, uh, Pete Alonzo, Trey Mancini. I, oh yeah, Trey Mancini uh, did announce his. Uh, and then there's one. Is there one more? There's one more, right? I don't know how many people are. Like Joey Gallo would be fun, right? That would like, be awesome. Yep. Right, and it's not like like it's going to slow things down for the Texas Rangers. So I mean, like that'd be pretty cool, right? Like bring a, a big beast of a guy in there. I think it'd be cool to see Bo Bichette in there simply because that dude can swing out of his shoes and he's not a big guy. So it'd be cool to see how far he could hit one. Uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think Shohei Otani swings and misses at least once in home run derby simply because he swings hard. Are you, (laughs) that's not really like that. That's not that bold of a prediction, you know, Uh, like dudes don't swing and miss that often. uh, He's, he's going to swing and miss. He's going to swing uh, and miss. If Bo Bichette is in the home run derby, he's going to swing and miss like 10 times. That's true. Yep. That, I, how many, like, uh, I really wish Bo Bichette was in because uh, we'd have to do like an over-under on how many times his helmet falls off. <laughs> now, I, I do have to say, Brad, you stole a little of my thunder because when you brought up that uh, highlight in that Mookie's uh, not, not a starter, I'm going to sound like the uh, ex-girlfriend here. But uh, cool. Uh, I, I've kind of had enough of the whole uh, non-Red Sox fan crowd. The, you guys must be – no, you don't have Mookie. You don't have Mookie. Um, yeah. and, and it's like, nah, because we got, we got other guys that we roll with. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're doing just just fine. But, so uh, right field, 46, what are we missing? Like, yeah. our, our, our right fielder oh, – what's our right fielder hitting right now? How many assists does he have? I think he's at 11, Mr. Renfro. Oh. Eleven yeah. outfield assists, hitting two seventy-five. Yeah, so for me, it, it, it's really gratifying for me. It's not necessarily that I wish Mookie to fall apart out there, but it is nice to say, yeah. I mean, look, any fucking GM could have handed out a twelve-year contract for you know whatever, however many hundreds of millions of dollars. Like that's not yeah. that's not hard. It is hard to go out and say, hmm, I think this guy Hunter Renfro might be a little undervalued, right? Like, that's where smarts come in. So, like, I'm not really impressed. I mean, it is impressive that the 
the, the minor league system the Dodgers had built up, right? It's really cool that you can give away Alex Verdugo and like thank you for that. Like I do appreciate Cheater that. Downs, Connor right. Wong. Right. I really like that. And thank you for taking half of David Price's contract. I thank you. Like I appreciate that as a Red Sox fan. That to me was really cool, like of the Dodgers to do that. But like I want to see a little of the of the of the smugness of Mookie come down a little bit. I want to see the the Major League Baseball fans kind of like get off their knees just to, just for like a little bit with Mookie. He's a really good player, but man, if you do look at the back of his baseball card, he has a couple of years that don't look so fucking awesome, and then he has other years that look oh my god. So this I is think, Mookie. I, I I think the the narrative with Mookie, and I, I'll say this: uh, I love Mookie. I still like Mookie. I love him. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm glad he got the bag. Um, I'm glad that the Red Sox didn't give him the bag. Um, and, you know, we get the people that are saying, oh, he's a generational talent, this, that, and the other thing. Yes, he is. The one thing that uh, kind of pisses me off about that Mookie trade wasn't the fact that we traded Mookie. It's the people that uh, think that it was a bad trade. Yeah. Uh, the fact of the matter is, and I, you know, we as Sox fans are going to talk about this until basically like the Babe Ruth uh, situation. You know, is this going to be the curse of Ricky Betts? It's like, I don't think so. I don't think it's nearly as bad as uh, Babe Ruth. Mookie Betts wanted to get paid. Uh, the Red Sox offered him X, Y, and Z. He didn't want to take it, they didn't counter offer. Um, the reason why they didn't counteroffer is because of the fact that he said that he was going to test free agency. So instead of losing him, not getting anything in return, they decided that they were going to try and get something for him. And that's the one thing that kind of irritates me about these people that are all over the Mookie Betts uh, situation, saying it was the worst trade ever, this, that, and the other thing. They don't understand that there was more involved in it. It's like, oh, you should just give him the bank. No, because if we gave him the bank, there's a guarantee. You can guarantee that Davers isn't going to be back. You can guarantee that Xander Bogarts is not going to be back. You can guarantee that this year does not happen the way it's happening right now. We don't have the Hunter Renfro. We don't have a Kike Hernandez. We don't have the Danny Santana, which I, I'm okay with that. But um, we don't have the Nick Pavetta. We don't have you know we don't have these people because you probably just see 2019 all over again. Exactly. We would actually probably be just in the same boat as 2020. We would you'd have be just York, as- you'd be the New York Yankees of this year, kind of stuck in neutral, you know, really going nowhere. And the truth really yeah. is, I think it's what Heim Bloom said: if we don't trade Mookie, Mookie's still watching the playoffs, uh, you know, from home in 2020. You know, and uh, and and one thing I wanted to say is like, basically, all these guys with names are walking out into free agency, getting. 13 years and $330 million or, or whatever they're getting. That's pretty much standard for any guy with a, with a big name now, but we haven't seen any of these contracts like play out fully. Um, so by the time, how old is Mookie? Is he 28, 29 now? He's 29. 29. So he'll be, you know, close to 40 when his contract's up. He's not going to be worth $30 million a year when he's, he's 40. You you can you can you know bet anything. He's not going to be worth thirty million dollars a year when he's forty. So, I mean, really, 
Heim's playing uh, Heim's playing chess here, and all the other GMs are playing checkers. Well, you know, I, I agree with you. Um, he will be 39 uh, when his contract is up. Uh, yeah. He's going to be a free agent at the age of 40. He gets – Sixty-five. He got sixty-five million signing bonus, five million for each uh, for twenty twenty-one through twenty thirty-two. He gets a two million signing bonus in twenty thirty-three and twenty thirty-four. Then he gets a million dollar signing bonus for twenty thirty-five, and a hundred fifteen million dollars of his contract is deferred until twenty forty-four. That's tough. That's that's just a bad contract. I mean, we're going to look back at on that in you know twenty fifty or whatever it is. It, it's going to be, it's not going to be Bobby Bonilla type contract, but it's yeah, going to well, be, yeah, it's, well, going to be, it's, it's going to be damn near it if it's not. I mean, it's just it's just a bad contract anyway. You look at it, especially if he keeps two fifty. But let, I doubt he will. Let's just put it this way: from twenty thirty three to twenty forty four, he's going to get almost ten and a half million dollars to not play baseball a year. Right. And I, I don't want it to sound Sorry. like I'm shitting on Mookie. Like he is, he was 2018 MVP for a reason. And mm-hmm. uh, Red Sox Nation, I, I think I can speak for most of us saying that we're forever grateful for what he did when he was here. But from just purely a business perspective, if you want to call it that, it's just a bad contract. And I'm kind of happy that the Sox didn't sign him to it. I, honestly, I hearken a little bit to Aaron Judge situation. That body, body type is not going to age well. I don't think Mookie's body type is going to age well in terms of, you know, uh, the old saying, speed doesn't age too well. Well, that concerns me. A body type like Raphael Devers, um, and I'm not comparing the two players, um, but saying if you're looking at a player to make a, a longer-term commitment, uh, to me that kind of body type, that kind of build of a player is a safer build to build it around. And I'm just glad the Red Sox are not locked in. That's it. Yeah, more of an Adrian trade type over – over what Mookie's working with. I mean, his most of his game right now is defense, and when you're 40, out right field defense is not really the best place for you. It's more of a DH type, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Right. Yeah, the the amount of money that he's being deferred is just absolutely astonishing. It, it really is kind of gross. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, Spotrack, I think that's how you say that. Dot com uh, from 33-44, 8 million plus a $2 million signing bonus. So he's getting $10 million. Uh, he's getting $10 million for 34. He's getting $9 million for 35. And then 36, 37, he's getting $8 million. 38, 39, he's getting $10 million. 40 through 44, he he's going to get playing. 11. Yeah, he, yeah. He, won't be, he won't be playing uh, in 2033 either. You know, it'd be dope though if like Heim runs everything so well by that point in the last two years. If the Red Sox bring Mookie back for the last two years in like a fourth outfield role, take on all the money, and then take like the like the greatest prospect in the game at that time, and Heim's like, yeah, we can absolutely fit it under the budget because I've run it so fucking well for the past decade that like I got it, and then he does the reverse trade back. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd really want that. It's a hot take, and uh, it is a hot really, take. You're really looking ahead there. Yeah, like, yeah. Put it, mark it down, mark it down. How many, how many World Series do we have by then? Uh, with Heim, uh, three. 
Yep, that's what I was thinking. Three. It's a magic yep. number. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, so we got to talk about the boogeyman. The boogeyman is on his way back. Uh, by the boogeyman, if some of our listeners don't know, uh, the boogeyman is Chris Sale. As most people know that are fans of the Red Sox, there, there's a trade deadline coming up, and uh, all these people are pro- all these teams and GMs are like, oh, we need to trade for this person, we need to trade for this position, this position, or that position. Well, there's one person that nobody in baseball can trade for, it, and that is Chris Sale. And Chris Sale is on his way back, and I believe he's getting ready to throw another. Um, He's getting ready to throw to batters again um, for the first uh, for the last time. Is that today? Tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? I think that's tomorrow. And uh, then after that, if everything looks well, he's going to be going back. He's going to start his rehab. Like, dude, we are getting so close to getting Chris Sale back. We have been playing. Now, here's the fun fact of all of this. All right. The Red Sox have been playing this good. Without their best pitcher. Yep. That's, yep. Mm-hmm. And imagine what can happen if, when, not if, when Chris Sale joins his team and he's back in the rotation. That's, like, it, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if they use him in the rotation, though. I mean, you don't really see guys come back from Tommy John and go out there and throw even – 80 pitches an outing is a bit I of a think they're going. I think they're going to do something more around the around like a 65-70 uh, to let him go. But I don't think what they're going to do is the conventional like Tommy John surgery thing. You know, when a pitcher comes back, they're going like, to ease him back into this position and whatnot. I think that's the reason why they're going to go give him the rehab starts out in Portland, Worcester. Um, I think when he comes back, he's going to come back and they're going to give him like 65, 70 pitches. And yeah. if Chris Sale's Dotton and, you know, these batters haven't seen Chris Sale in two years, uh, you know, since the end of 2000, September of 2019, I believe, mm. you know, they haven't seen him since then. So all they know is like, yeah, this guy's pitch is good, but it's like, I haven't seen him. No, I, I think what you're going to see is, um, you know, you and I spoke about this before, Brad, but uh, I think what you're going to see is the slow buildup progression in August, right? You know, 65, 70 first time out, 75, 80 next time out. And, yeah. But I do, I do think, though, by mid, you know, early, mid-September, you know, he's going to have four or five rehab starts under his belt. He's going to have five or six major league starts under his belt. I think by middle of September, you're going to see Chris Sale and the shackles are going to be off. And you're going to see a 100% healthy Chris Sale throwing baseballs into the last two, three weeks of the season, which we've never seen before. Never. I, I would be yeah. absolutely amazed if that happens. That's uh, see, seeing Chris Sale throwing, you know, 97, 98 miles per hour in, in September instead of, you know, like 92, 91. Right. Right. He, he, like he, he got a real chance to come out right now. And to, I mean, change the narrative in terms of, you know, it's it's a, it's tough going in to face Houston, you know, but all of a sudden, if you got Chris Sale going in there, that changes some shit. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a fucking that's a leader right there. And, and, and don't count uh, don't count Heim out. I, I expect us to add at least one starting pitching piece 
Uh, I don't think we're going to start if we're going after any starters. You have Chris Sale, who's coming back. Who's coming back? We have Tanner Houck, who's going to be joining the team mostly by most likely uh, by the end of the season. And we also got Ryan Brazier, who's coming back uh, into the bullpen. Well, so what's going to end up happening is Andres is going to be DFA. Uh, Martin, yeah. I'm just going to say now, I think Martin Perez probably goes to the bullpen for the long relief guy. So that re- that that releases uh, Andres. Uh, Tanner Houck possibly goes goes into the bullpen. I wouldn't be upset with either move, uh, but I would rather see uh, Houck come out of the bullpen um, in the last month. Have him doing something similar to what Chris Sale was doing when he was with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we DFA Matt injuries. We have Martin Perez go go into the bullpen. So there's the Matt injuries thing for Tanner Houck. We'll probably have to Rios. Yeah, Rios. Yeah. Rios will probably end up getting optioned. Workman um, goes for Brazier. Workman will probably end up going for Brazier. And I mean, right there. I mean, you got Sale coming in. You have Sale, Ivaldi, um, you know, with Erod turning things around so far right now. Pavetta, there's four right there. Richards could be your number five. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather go with Richards. Over, who, who would you rather have? You'd rather have well, Richards or Perez? I'm, I'm just thinking about this from purely a postseason perspective. Maybe too gracious to just assume that, but say Sale's your number one. That's perfect i mean he assuming he's uh, perfectly healthy he's your number one right? right so you have him then you have eddie going uh game two those are the only two guys that have ever started a postseason game for you um right. then but, you got whoa. nate who came out of the bullpen in 18 yeah but we're, we're talking about people that have played in the postseason uh, as starters Fair. for your team then I mean, like, okay, you got you got Sale and Erod, but I mean, if Ivaldi um, had his special, you know, whatever it was, um, eighteen inning Dodgers game where right. he ended up getting the loss in that, and um, I mean, who else on the team has been in the playoffs for any well, other team? Well, here's the thing: you got Erod wasn't even used as a starter. He was a mop-up guy in 2018 and was only starting the one game because the bullpen got maxed out and that was the guy you had to go to. So he, you know, so uh, I can be honest with you, I'm giving the ball to Nate game two and feeling pretty good about my chances in game two. And right now, you know, I love Nick Pavetta and the love fest hasn't even done anything to tarnish that because that beautiful boy needs to pick up that ball game three and shove it up the ass whoever whoever he's pitching against. That's totally fair. I mean, but what does it harm the Sox in in going to get – a rental like Herman Marquez from the Rockies. He's pitching to like a a three and a half right now, now and he's in course. So uh, depending on what you have to give up for a rental, I don't think that's a bad move. And um, I, it, it all depends on what you have to give up. Exactly. But. I think I think right now what we need to be focused on is on what we would have to give up if we're giving up, say, a Marcus Wilson. Okay, because he's blocked right now. I mean, right. he's going to be blocked for a little while. Um, you know, outfield. We we've got Duran going to come up. We've got Verdugo. We've got Kike Hernandez for at least another year. I'm pretty sure um, Renfro is not going anywhere no. anytime soon, especially with the arm that he has. And 
like like you said, it to it really boils down to who or what you would have to give up. If you have to give up a Marcus Wilson type person, then so be it. If that's if, if yeah, if you have to give him Chavis, fuck Ice Horse Gun. Um that that's fine. You know and, and speaking of Chavis, uh, today he was optioned. Yep. And yep. in my opinion, I'm I'm tired of seeing the up and down with Chavis. Like yeah. keep him here, keep it, you know, you know, mm-hmm. keep him here. You know, you're obviously playing Kike out in the outfield. So you don't really have that second second baseman, and, and you can all even still you can use Marvin Gonzalez as a second baseman, but Chavis, I would like to see him stay up. He can play third. He can play first. He can play second. Get fucking rid of Danny Santana. Hey, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, I mean, both of them were just atrocious this series. They're certainly... I guess more upside if you want to look at it that way with Chavis, but he went hitless in the series. Well, two games he only played with four strikeouts. He looked so, so bad at the plate. I mean, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, just all you had to throw him was fastballs. He was three pitches he's out his timing is obviously extremely messed up um and there's the argument that with more big league reps he would certainly look like a big league hitter but it's no guarantee and on a team that's trying to win a division i don't know if you can take that risk but hey brad i just want to say one thing that i could see as a real possibility and i think would be unbelievably difficult for for teams coming down the stretch is sail back but then maybe he goes, you know, four innings and coming out of the pen, Tanner Houck fall right behind him. So you're getting th- that fucking whoa, whoa, left to right. 
And they're getting those sliders because both Tanner Houck and Chris Sale have that dirty, dirty slider. <laughs> yeah, you're getting from the left, you're getting to the right, and and I think that's a great way to get. You know, I I don't want how how really uses starting pitcher um, unless it's a, it's a spot start. I think him coming out of the bullpen for the remainder of this season um, that would be great. I, I see the Sox really looking at you can never have enough bullpen. Never, never, I, never I, have enough bullpen. I would definitely be cool. I think it would be great to have. Uh, sale go like four and a third, then have help come out and go like two and a third, and then now you're in the eighth inning. Give it to Adovino. Everything will be okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would. To- I'd totally be cool with that. Uh, that's that. Uh, you know, and honestly, as much as I really, you know, I want to see Bobby Dahlbach just hit the cover off baseball on a consistent basis. It just not happened, right? Mm-hmm. Not today. Not for this season. Maybe it's hot in a week or two. But uh, I think the the need for a left handed compliment at first base is is probably the most. Franchi's coming. Franchi's going to be coming. I don't think we're going to trade. We're going to. I don't believe we're going to have too many trade options. Uh, I don't believe Bloom's going to give up on this. I think that this is going to be like one of those odd seasons where people are like, "Well, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that?" You know, like we could have gotten Max Scherzer, or which I don't think that we should be going after a Max Scherzer type pitcher. But um, like if you have a left bat that is playing fantastic out in Triple A right now, and he can possibly figure out how to play first base, which he was he was an infielder before he was an outfielder. He was signed as a shortstop. So if they could get him to first base and get him comfortable there, and then his bat shows up this time, I don't see why they would go and try to trade for somebody. Um, well, can, can I give you a name of a player that I think should be probably the number one target? Uh, made available. It's not Joey Gallo. He can Is it Adam Frazier? Oh, don't give me one. You know I love Adam Frazier. No. Is it Mitch, if it's Mitch Moreland, I'm going to go wherever you are. Cool. Kick you it, is, the it, it is a former Red Sox product, but uh, he did never wear the uniform. It is Anthony Rizzo, uh, free agent yeah. at the end of the, at the at the end of the year. I know we hate first basemen that win the World Series; they're terrible. Uh, yep. he's, this is this is a guy who uh, the exact opposite here. Bobby Dahlbach swing from the left, swing the power bat. Already won big games, played in big. The Red Sox don't have a lot of guys that have a ring, um, and unfortunately, that kind of stuff actually really matters, right? You know, because his we, swing we, is built for Fenway. I think his swing, I think, would would, would play very well in Fenway Park. Um, it would give him a great chance to audition for a longer term role, probably not with the Red Sox, um, but be a great you know six week run for him to k- kind of catapult there. But I think he's the kind of guy looking at the Cubs now. They're starting to hit the skids here a little bit. You know, maybe another two weeks from now, uh, you know, they'll just be too far back. Um, usually starting pitchers require a lot more to trade for um, than positional players, especially like, you know, a first baseman. Um, but I, I do think he'd be a, a really good compliment. And for what they have right now, if he was hitting seventh in the lineup oof, after Hunter Renfro, <laughs> that would be nice. So Jim McCaffrey just posted up that Chris Sale will throw two innings tomorrow in Fort Myers. It should be his last live uh, BP before a rehab assignment. And right-handed pitcher Connor Siebold is scheduled to throw three innings as well in Fort Myers. So that's some good news. 
good news. Uh, uh, not 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 to just uh, to like take away from what you were saying there. Anthony Rizzo does have a swing that would uh, be fit. It would fit Fenway. It would fit you know that left-handed swing. Um, and if the if the fact if if it comes down to it, I think the Cubs are aren't they like doing shitty right now? Yeah, they're five hundred right now. Um, but they 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 were doing great, really starting to hit the skids. I definitely think that's the kind of player that would be available, um, and that you wouldn't have to give up. You know, I don't I don't want to mortgage the future, but I want to bring in a professional hitter. Um, and I think a, a left-handed bat is, yeah, this this lineup def, definitely needs that. Whether it's in the outfield at first base, but we all know Bobby Dahlbach. It, it's maybe it clicks in, but boy, I, I think the left-handed hitting compliment would, would be great for him. I really do. Yeah, and uh, another left-handed hitting compliment that I mentioned a, a minute ago is uh, Joey Gallo. Um, I, I believe our outfield is good enough. He uh, can play first, no worries, and you package him with Kyle Gibson. Uh, perfect trade, starting pitcher, ERA leader, and a uh, power bat. Uh, so, probably yeah, probably so, going to cost you, but you get a couple years of control. Right. I, I don't think that that's something that Bloom's going to end up wanting to do. No. Especially with the fact that it's going to cost, you know, Gibson, Gallo. Um, I wouldn't mind having Gallo. I just don't know how well he is, at, like, athletically for first base. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be super athletic, but uh, I know he's an outfielder, and he's one of those swing. He's, he's one of those power swingers is similar to the outfielders for the – uh, the New York Yankees, you know, like he's yeah. Adam, he's Adam Dunn 2.0. And, you know, the problem is, you know, in the postseason, I want a guy who's going to make some contact. You know, I, I want a guy going yeah. opposite field, you know, off the monster. And honestly, you know, socks get in there and you got a guy that's been there before, uh, off the top of my memory. I don't think Joey Gallo has played too many meaningful baseball games in his career, but I definitely get nervous for a guy who's played first, who's played third, couldn't hack it, now playing the right field. And he's serviceable there. It's, he's not embarrassing himself by any means out in right field. But, uh, you know, the, the Red Sox got a lot of outfielders, and Duran uh, at some point is going to make another one. Uh, first base is the only positional spot that I can see that would really require some kind of upgrade, and a left-handed one at that I think would be – because you've seen Jesus Aguilar as well. And he's been kind of kicked out there. I mean, good hitter, um, but boy, that a hitter from the left side would be would be perfect. All right, gentlemen. Now let's talk about the series. Now that we're an hour into our episode, uh, Grant, how are you doing so far on your first episode? Yeah, I'm feeling great, guys, and uh, I got a lot to talk about this series. I think we got uh, a lot of things that went well, and uh, I. Wrote down a few things that uh, didn't go so well, in my opinion. And uh, why don't you take it away then? Yeah. So first thing I want to do is talk about Kike Hernandez. I mean, you can't talk enough about how how good this guy's been over the last ten games. Um, some stats that uh, that I dug up: uh, he went one for four, two for four, and then one for four again. Three RBIs in the series. Um, he had three walks on the series, which is kind of new for Kike. Um, 333 batting average and a 467 on base percentage in the series with a home run. That's uh that's leadoff hitter stuff right there. That's exactly what the Red Sox needed. And he threw in a uh, great throw from center to just top all Hell that yeah. off. Yeah. So I want I want to yeah. I want to talk about this threat. Do you guys find it hilarious that there's liftoff every time he throws from center field to the catcher? It's, 
it's perfect. It's um, God, what's his name? The janitor throw from <laughs> from God. What? How am I forgetting this guy's name? Um, but anyway, I wonder if like if he goes back to second base now, if he throws the first, if he just such an just avid, launches, just fucking launches his whole body just to throw at the first base. Like I want to see that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of thinking like no, no, throw, no, the janitor throw. That's that's a YouTuber. Who is that? Um, okay. Yeah, uh, Kent Murphy. There it is. Yeah, that's what I said. Kent Murphy. Uh, I, I froze. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. It was a great throw, though. It was unbelievable. And he, and he, and between him and Renfro and Verdugo, it's been it's fun to watch. It really Let's is. not yeah. forget about J.D. Martinez, too, dude. What a cannon right. that guy has, huh? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Like, it was the character... Host. The catcher was tagging up from from third, so that helped, right? It helped, but like, but this was the shit. second time. This is the second time. What was his name? Murphy, I yeah. believe his name is. This is the second time this series he got thrown out at home. Don't fuck with Rough JD. Series. Yeah. Don't fuck huh? with JD. Don't yeah, fuck he's with got JD. a hose, and you should see his arm too. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll play. That'll play. Well, well played. Played. All right, go ahead, Grant. Keep going. Yeah. So. Um, you see, uh, let's see, Richards pitched super well. Um, you, you love to see that. Eddie Aces is back. He just had a really, really good start. Um, you love to see that. It, it was a lead start, really. Um, and also the good news, uh, we had Evaldi go to an all-star game, JD, and, uh, of course, Matt Barnes all selected as extras. Um, some, some pretty rough things from the series, though. Uh, Chavis, as I already said, <laughs> with four Ks in two games, Dahlbeck didn't exactly light it up, and uh, Marwin one for nine with five strikeouts. Uh, that includes five left on base. That is just tough to hear. And uh, I mean, he's so good with the glove, but at what point can you just not? Is it not serviceable anymore? Oh, um, it's just, serviceable. It's serviceable. We, is it? He has. He has the best-looking strikeouts of any player on the team. When he strikes out, it's such a gentlemanly strikeout, okay? Can we, can we talk about Is it gentlemanly and that he's just, like, tipping his cap and saying, you can strike me out anytime you want? Or That's a full sense of security, right? So yeah. he, he's, he's playing the end game, right? You know, Those two home runs really scare people. Fucking hey, man, because it's when it's when he chooses to launch, right? So like mm-hmm. you know, Manny Ramirez used to do that. He'd 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 lull mm-hmm. you in, make you think you're good, everything's okay, and then bam, right? And we can see that Marwin's laying in the weeds, hanging out, playing fucking spectacular defense, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever you put him, he's like, got it, got it, and you know, he's gonna go fucking four for four one of these days soon. And he's gonna hit three homers and a triple. Write that shit down. Brad, so you're calling a big second half there. I'm not writing that down, and I'm, I'm gonna not tell you right now. It either. There's, gonna, there's gonna be a day in the first week of September. Find me against the Rays. And he's gonna go <laughs> when he's not today. playing for the Red Sox. The, the, the <laughs> last series of the year of Let against me tell the you. Washington Nationals against their mm-hmm. September call-up starter. I didn't say that, but listen, <laughs> there is zero chance. I would be honestly shocked. If he's not on this team in October, uh, he will be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a because veteran. He knows what he's I doing. I think he's. A, I think he's a safety net for Cora. I think more than anything, he's just. I, I think Cora and him have a lot of. There's a lot of trust there. 
because you can see he puts him in at like Yankee series. He's playing two or three games. Uh, Brad, something yeah, as much as Brad doesn't want to hear it, he'll 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 be on the team. Mm-hmm. I I think Marwan will be on the team. I I will say the one person I don't want on the team is Danny Santana. Danny Santana. Hey, can we talk about that ridiculous play in center field? Was that Saturday? The game, he he's like he Ray, looks ran like into the wall. Running. Yeah, where he like tripped into the wall. It's like, come on, dude, are you a little leader? Like, is this well, how you play? Remember that he has two left feet. I think so. That's making it really tough for him. Are Are you sure it's two left feet, not two right feet? It, it's two right feet. That's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. I think the other thing that's fucked up is I don't think Brad that you're taking account that you know. We all know that Danny's not a tremendous baseball player. So he's thinking about his next career, right? So he's taking night classes, right? So while all the other players are sleeping, they're taking it easy. This guy's fucking burning the candle at both ends of the stick, right? So, you know, like everyone else is going out to dinner. He's he's in the hotel room. He's making his sandwiches because he's saving up his money. So you know what? Because he knows the end is near. This guy is under a lot of stress. So now you're going to get on his fucking ass for making a little fucking bonehead play. Really? Really? Yes. And then I'm going to get on his ass for trying to steal third base and get caught there. I'm sorry oh, that so he's trying. So now we're going to get on the guy because he's trying too hard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Sox sorry. also grounded into three double plays. They're really looking like the Yankees this series a little bit. Uh, you. you <laughs> Three ground into double plays. Is that, in the, that was just in the series. That was in the right? series. That was in the series. Okay, so the Yankees three grounded to three. The Yankees grounded to three in one game. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. But you don't. You don't want to start on that trajectory. Um, but you know what? I I expect that to level out. Uh, the only other thing I want to touch on is Matt Andrews because he sucks. Fucking DFA this cocksucker. <laughs> Uh, Holy shit, he is worse. He is fucking worse than Danny goddamn Santana. And I'm sick of this motherfucker on my team. Holy the- shit. I wake up the next morning and I see Matt Andrews fucking blows the game. And I'm just like, why is this cocksucker? I'm like, fucking team. He's right. <laughs> and uh, I-, I agree with everything. Yep. Uh, and then the bullpen was just in some really <laughs> sticky spots this this weekend. Uh, their their whip was one point six two, so they were averaging one and a half base runners per inning, which is not going to play. What's their FIP? Uh, their FIP was, I think, in the fours. Uh, which anyway, but uh, X FIP, Zorp, uh, Woe Bacon, all that stuff, Whoa, looking good. Woe Bacon. How about- how about their nene? Because I know their whip was good. What, what about the <laughs> yeah, their their whip was good. Their nene was at about a six point oh. Uh, so we're gonna that'll get it done now. That'll get <laughs> yeah. it done. Right, that will get it done because the nene Salomora's nene is fucking off the charts. It really is. Big I don't know how many na- how many nenes can you afford in a game though, and also their Two. hard hit percentage was twenty six. Twenty six percent. Hard hit rate. Um, that's uh, also not going to play. So, uh, just not really that I expect the bullpen to collapse, but just a storyline to look out for. Um, All right, Grant, let's let's talk Grant, about the bullpen. You said it was, well. You said it was twenty six percent on Saturday. Hard hit. Nope that was that was through the series. That was through the series. Oh, 
So uh, Brad's Brad's hard hit rate was much higher than that over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I was just, all sorts of fucked up this weekend. <laughs> I, just, I was inebriated okay. this weekend, people. So like, this is what Ryan. Oh, I thought we were. I, I thought we were talking about all the the guys he met on Grinder. I didn't realize what we were talking about. Whoa! That's a different kind of show. Rate. That's a different show. All right. That's a different show. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Who who brought this fucking clown on? <laughs> Why you talk about the, now? You talk about the nene. Now it's all out. It's okay, Brad. It's a safe space. All right, so fuck Andres. Let's go on to uh, Nick Pavetta on Sunday. Uh, go ahead, Grant. Uh, Pavetta just pitched an apps. I mean, elite stuff. Elite. Uh, you you really just if he's not starting the All Star game, we're losing. <laughs> like. This guy is probably – he's the second coming of Pedro, if you think about it. Uh, he's, and he's got, he's got the face, the cute face. Uh, oh, does he ever, though? My God. So can somebody get this guy uh, $300 million, please? That's all I got to say about it. He's just got to talk to Garrett Cole and figure out how to be good for so many years to just suck ass. Well, as long as he does that when he's not on the Red Sox, totally fine with it. Um, the thing with Cole is that he doesn't have spider. Neither of them have spider tack now, and uh, Pavetta is better. a thousand percent better. I mean, he's just you know the face of baseball, so, maybe. Uh, I agree. Now, Brad, yeah. are you re- are you ready to admit now that you were wrong about Nick Pavetta? Because I was never wrong about Nick Pavetta. Fuck you, say. Last start, you say, oh, he pitched great in Tampa because it was a weather-controlled environment. And then <laughs> then he goes out in the game you go to, it's like 99% humidity, and he lays an egg. So does the other starting pitcher. We don't give a fuck about that. And you're like, oh, maybe Nick Pavetta this. Nick Pavetta's got his set of balls on this guy. He doesn't need spider tack to grip his balls because when they're that fucking huge, there is no problem gripping those fucking. And, and also, had- I got him for free, so how can you complain about him? Well, how did he, he didn't he didn't technically? Brad's not a good it. shopper, though. Brad's not a good good shopper. He really isn't. Go, go eat all the bags of dogs that fucking <laughs> that I'm about to lay down on your face. <laughs> um, no, we had a we had a follower who actually ended up uh, tweeting me. Not tweeting me. They ended up sending me a message. What's his name? Uh, person's name is. Is it Tommy? No, it is Joe Palencia13 on Twitter. Oh, shit. He goes, okay. I agree with Ryan, LOL. Pavetta is Canadian. They apologize for bumping into <laughs> for you bumping into them. No way is he a spider tack guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, uh, he's, he did uh, send a, uh, a message in, um, which I believe we should actually take a minute and answer this because – um, but can we just pause it right where we are at this one? So 
where we are right now is America agrees with me and not you. Got it. All right, keep going. Yep. Got it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, you know, you know, you can you can just turn you can just put yourself back in, right? No, I like to wait. <laughs> All right, I'm curious that way. So Joe sends me a message. And he goes with the news breaking that uh, Duran is not on the Tokyo roster. How soon do you think he will be coming up? Uh. So so before we get into this, there was news that broke that uh, they gave they sent out the the Tokyo roster, the Olympic roster for the American um, American baseball team, and Jaron Duran was not on it. Now Mike Stosha had said that he had believed that Duran was going to be on the team until a couple days before, <clears throat> excuse me, before the roster was released, and. His name's not on it. And the other thing that's kind of concerning is the fact that his name is also not on the Futures uh, All-Star game. One thing that I saw that kind of made me raise my eyebrows is that uh, I don't know if you guys follow Jaron Duran on Instagram, but he he got this product and and I, I think it was like a pro hitter, like a thumb guard, uh, and it had the American flag on it. And he said, too bad I can't use him for the Futures game. Um, and it made me think that it was a Red Sox decision. Like he, he was expressing basically that he wanted to play, um, but it was somebody else's decision. So that made me think that maybe he was going to be called up eventually. I don't know what the timeline is for, for Tokyo, but um, the timeline also, the timelines in between uh, the, uh, I think it was mid July to mid August. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is, this is kind of what I was thinking all along was I didn't think Tokyo was realistic because, you know, just that you never know when an injury comes up or they say, nope, it's the time. And they don't want to lock themselves out of it. The futures game. I don't know. I'm sure there's some reason for it. It doesn't seem obvious. I think to me, Tokyo makes sense. The futures game, that one kind of, I think has everybody scratched their head about that. I mean, Although the futures, there's got to be an age limit on the futures game, right? This guy's like thirty, it's still a prospect. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> He's the Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge rookie plan. Yeah. Well, so I mean, my response was uh, it, it, it's a pretty rough situation. Uh, him not going to the Olympics makes sense, and it's you know whatever. The only thing that, excuse me. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me is that if he's not going to the Olympics, why isn't he going to the All-Star, the Futures All-Star game? <laughs> and what I did say was, uh, with that being said, I do, however, think he'll be called up after the All-Star break. Yeah, certainly at some point. Like, you're not going to see him before the All-Star break. There's only two series left, obviously. But I did see um, the Wu Sox tweet out their lineup. He was in center, and then basically they just switched – um, I, I don't remember who the other player was, but they switched him from center to right. They didn't take anybody out or anything. Uh, they literally just put him from center to right, flip-flop positions with a guy. So I wonder if they're trying to figure out a way so he's not a defensive liability. I know that his defense has been in question. I don't think that we need to worry about a right fielder. I think we need to worry about a right. left fielder because Kike – Center fielder? Kike should be 
no, not, not right field. Is there putting him in right field? You said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With his defensive uh, liability, you can have uh, Verdugo end up in center field, and then you can have Duran playing left field, mm-hmm. and Kike can. KK play infield or be that fourth outfielder. I don't I personally am not a fan of seeing JD out in the outfield. Yeah. So Agreed. I I don't want to see Hunter Renfro uh being taken out of right field because he's well, got such a cannon. It's interesting to think though, uh at Polar Park, the their monster is actually in right field. So maybe he's uh trying to learn how to play a wall. I don't know. I think a little stab here at the, at, at the question. I'm going to go ahead and reverse course here a little bit. I'm going to backtrack here and say that uh, I think the truth is if Kike is, is – if this is not just like a little bit of a, a, a nice streak, but if, if he can legitimately be a, a solid leadoff hitter, um, I think that impacts Duran a little bit because uh, I don't think they want to call him up just to make him be the fourth outfielder. Um mm-hmm. Although when rosters expand in September, that could be different because it's it's good to be. I think the later that this goes and 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 the outfield is working as is currently constituted, I don't think he can force his way onto the roster. Yeah. I I, th- I think oh. that uh, I think there's a real chance that the when the rosters expand, that's when you see him. So you're saying uh, September? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't think that they're going to tell Verdugo go sit down. I don't think they're telling nope. Renfro to sit down. If Kike's playing a good center field, you know, contributing, and I think that's your outfield, and and I think Duran will get an opportunity, but I don't think they're they're going to rush him um, or push somebody else out just because he's doing great in AAA. Because they're going to say, "Great, stay out there, make some great plays in outfield, keep it up, keep yeah. it going." And- I mean, I, I guess we shouldn't get into too many hypotheticals here, but if Arroyo goes into a slump or gets hurt again, um, I, I, I think that they call Duran up, move Kike to second, and Duran to center rather than pull Chavis again. I mean, you, how many times can you pull the freaking guy up? It's so I, I think that that would probably be more of a of a possible situation than. Anything else? So, so do we think with the defensive uh, liability? Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't, I think they're the over over hyping that. I don't think do, he's that do, bad. Do you think that he would uh, be in center field, or do you think that they would throw him out in left field and put Verdugo out in center? I mean, if you want to think about it, we could also talk about putting Renfro in center field. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he's going to get the Jacoby Ellsbury treatment, which is he's a center fielder who's going to play in left field to get his feet wet um, and not expose him. It's possible in other parks, um, he, maybe he's center field in other parks, yeah. but I think in Fenway, Fenway Park he's the left fielder, and I think it's, it's a just really so hard good to play idea. outfield. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's a really a good tough outfield there. It's a good idea to have him, you know, playing a little left, little center, little right, because I really think depending on the outfield is where you're gonna where you're gonna see him. But I think in Fenway Park, he'd be the left fielder for this season. Yeah, I can I can agree to that. I that's pretty much where I think he's gonna end up being. Excuse me, I believe that he's gonna be our future uh, center field. Go fuck yourself, Ryan. <laughs> you, you fucking laughing at me because I got the hickey ups. <laughs> you sound great though. The way you do it, it's really manly. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Come on, you can't even talk right. So if, if 
Duran comes up and lights the world on fire, uh, does he make your postseason roster? And who do you no. take off? No. And who no. do you take off hypothetically if he does? Santana. Santana's not making a postseason roster. Unfortunately, I think the scenario you laid out before is the one that's actually going to happen. It seems to me like Christian Royal is a really solid baseball player who just doesn't stay healthy, uh, whether yeah. it's his own fault or, his, or fault. his hit by pitch or whatever it's going to be. Um, I think uh, it's very likely that Kike is playing second base in meaningful you know, games down the stretch and that Duran is your left fielder. Um, I think that's that's probably going to happen. I think without barring any injuries – He's not up till the roster expand, but I just think that these things something has a way of working themselves out here a little bit. Yeah, it'll it'll work itself out. We could hype, we could, you know, use hypotheticals until our we're blue in the face, but we'll see how I it mean, plays out. Verdugo could that looks great. Verdugo could, um, you know, pull pull a hammy, be out, you know, for for. Why are we fucking talking about Verdugo? No, 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 fucking no, no, pulling no, a no. hammy, dude. Don't be an asshole. No, what I'm saying is, can we just talk about like Danny Santana fucking like blowing out his quads or some shit like that? He's got uh, a family to feed. So doesn't Verdugo. <laughs> no, Verdugo's hey, not married. He's feeding his fucking. He's feeding his parents. Dude, the shoe addiction, maybe. Yeah, that shoe. He said he dropped two k out of fucking pair of shoes. I was like, "What?" He's got what? big league money. Let him spend it. He does not have big league money, bro. Sure, he does. What was He's his signing like bonus? Five hundred k. That's not no big league bonus. Come on, bro. It's more than I make. It's more than I make, but I'm still saying. Let's see real quick. Alex Verdugo. It says here on Wikipedia that Danny Santana has 103 children. So, so, and, and you know Wikipedia is always accurate. So I'm going to go ahead and say you need to lay off because this guy's got a lot of mouths to feed. You know what it's like for you know, He is – nobody cares about Santana. Stop it. Uh, Dude, kids to Applebee's. You know what that bill costs? It's a lot. It depends. Mm. Did the Red Sox win the night before? That's the 99. But still. He's been through a lot of shit. All right. Yeah, no, no fucks given. Let's talk about Verdugo, someone who actually matters in the future for the Red Sox. Uh, he's out of the lineup tonight. I'm worried about yeah, that. Yeah, he is. I am not. He's our, He needs some time off, man. He's he, he's out of the lineup didn't because he, he hasn't didn't been. did he just have a day off? Who's this? I'm sorry. Who's this? Verdugo. He has not looked right lately. Yeah, he hasn't what? looked. He hasn't looked fantastic. Two doubles I, yesterday. He's ARB one ready, uh, uh, eligible next year. ARB two, twenty twenty three. ARB three in twenty twenty four. He might just a lot a of little, control. Little breather, little 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 bump. I think he needs a little bit of time off. He's he's batting what down in the two seventies now. Yeah, but isn't it odd? I mean. We don't usually platoon Verdugo, right? So isn't it odd that he had a two-for-three day yesterday um, and then finally starting to get his swing right? We turn around. Yeah, they're facing a lefty, but we're sitting him. Uh, it's a little yeah. bit odd, especially when he had a day off a couple days ago or a DH day or whatever they do. He he played uh, the, Oakland's, uh, the Oakland A's uh, series. So. Yeah. I, I hold my breath every time he runs to first because he, he just hits that bag so hard. I, I really I worry about his hammy. Yeah, I just like – I'm a Verdugo guy. 
I'm a no. I blow my fucking bicep, not my bicep, my fucking forearm when I'm fucking doing this a little too hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's going so fast you can barely see it in the fucking video. It's like yeah, yep. Everybody's paying for that, yeah, big time. So I do I wear I do worry a little bit about Verdugo. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Just that that uh, you know, just that he's a little banged up. Has it look right? You know, because there's a lot of games lately that yeah, he's not making good contact. It's not like he's like hitting you know loud outs or anything like that. And he just might need a, a little bit of time. Yeah. Santamayo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny Santana's got it. Don't worry. Danny's yep. got it. D- Danny's just got to go. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Grant, great first show, buddy. Great first show. Uh, Grant is going to be a part of our show. Uh, the uh, like Sunday night, Mondays, uh, shows that we're going to do from now on. Uh, this was not supposed to be his first episode, but uh, we needed somebody to come on, and Grant stepped up, and it was it was a very good first show for you, Grant. Uh, Ryan, as always, it's a pleasure having you on. Everybody else out there, take it easy. Later. Go Sox. Fox Santana. Thank you for listening to the Pesky Report. Make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pesky Report. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, please make sure to leave us a review and a comment and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. I forgot to say one thing before we ended up going for the night. Fuck Matt fucking Andres. That piece of shit needs to fucking go yesterday. I think you already said that like an hour ago. He should use spider tack. Like, that yeah, would be a good idea. Good idea. And then, well. They really need like, to allow him to use something. Yeah, because he fucking sucks. Like a handicap. Yeah, give him a handicap. <laughs>